What's the deal? It's your boy Jim16 here to keep it real and drop it on another topic. Today's episode is on code and its origins from the computer to programming language. This is the first part of my four part series based on technology of code from the, its inception to the future. Check out every Thursday for new episodes where I'll be breaking down different topics across a variety of different areas. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, cool. So uh, constantly getting people that come to me and I want to pick my brain about technology and what technology they want to get into and all these different areas of technology. And I always come back to them with, you know, the first understanding of technology you want to get into, you got to first understand who you are. Um, you're not going to understand it. A lot of people, especially nowadays, with the way things are going on in the world, they see it's very lucrative to be in code, so they constantly are saying, I want to be into code, and I want to learn how to code, and things of that nature. Um, me, I'm a front-end developer, so I basically code for the front-end, just to give you a little background about what I do, so you can have an understanding. Also, I'm a principal designer, so I have a very wide range of both fields, the development side and the design side. So, to get started, maybe... The best way to focus this conversation around is not around telling you which type of coding you should get into, but first understanding what the hell a computer is and why it is so important into the aspects of what we do as a people. Um, so a computer, boom, let's just get right to it. Computer, the concept of a computer, and I'm not going to dig deep into it because I know it might bore people, but the concept of a computer was basically came around the 1800s. Now... During the time, there was this dude named Babbage. He created a concept where he could use a machine to calculate a series of values and then print those out automatically on a table. These values were sort of like a pattern. So you would put certain dots in areas, and the areas that the, that the holes would go through in this system he had, that would express something on the pattern, and then also the areas where holes wouldn't go through that would express something different. But it was a very basic understanding of this system that he could use to calculate information. He died, so he couldn't really see the, his concept really grow to where we are today with the modern computer, right? It was in the 1800s, but throughout what he created, his apprentice, a lady named Ada, I can't remember her last name, but she was able to take it to the next level. She understood that there was so much more things from this concept that could be used in the modern use of the computer to today. So... We get to where we are now and understanding just bringing that concept from the 1800s into where the computer evolved to modern day. So within that time, we have these devices that we always hear about, like a computer was the size of a room and it was on a whole floor of a building or something like that. Right. The, issue, the understanding of a computer, you have to first understand that all a computer is, is a, a device that's used to store binary data according to the instructions that is given to it from a program. You have a side of the computer that's physical, which is the hardware side, and you have a side that's not physical, which is the information that goes into that computer, whatever it is, which is the software side. The first earliest stage of this concept of using this code was through Morse code. So Morse code was usually using a simple system of just zeros and ones, which is basically the concept of a binary, 
zeros and ones to express a letter. So if you really, if you think about it, the word SOS, which creates a sound, like a signal sound, to tell somebody that somebody's in trouble, is actually binary data. SOS actually, in reality, doesn't mean anything. It's just a very simple way for us as a people to express what somebody's in trouble, right? So when you put it in, it's like, let's say zero, zero would be S, uh, O would be one, 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 and then the other S would be zero, zero. This was the first stage in bridging the gap between a machine language to a human language. That simple, zero and one. If you really want to break it down, each zero and one in the binary system is considered a bit. It is like the atoms of modern computing. Eight of these bits make one byte. One million bytes make one megabyte. So you want to get a good view of it, you have a picture, right? If you see, take a picture off the internet and you put 40 megabytes, that basically is 4 million bytes and 320 million zeros and ones or bits. Now that you get a good understanding of how we are starting with the computer itself to the patterns that people use to write a system to help them with Morse code, we can now get deeper into this concept so you can fully understand the concept of how it goes. Only way a computer can work is through like electricity. So basically every time that this zero and one is is being written, it's basically like you're telling something like zero stands for a light on and one stands for a light off. This logic, which is how basically computers are written with these zeros and ones, is basically a logic of how to do things like light on, light off, light on. But that concept can be broken down into so many different ways to express so many different things. We take this concept and we create this thing called logic, which to have a better understanding, it's like a condition within that. So if this light turns on, this will happen. If this light turns off, this will happen. That is basically the understanding of like how a condition works. And that condition is the concept of how all computers talk to one another in the realm, like the understanding of how people code and how that realm starts. So the zeros and ones, as we, as we spoke on before, are these specific bits that create a thing called logic, that create conditions from that logic, which in modern time, we can explain that logic as being an algorithm. Now, what is an ag algorithm? Simply, it's just like a series of directions. And that's all the, the computers write all day long. It's like a series of directions. And how can you look at it? It's like there's a directions for us to go to the store to pick up something so you will go up the street you make a left that goes that's is that a quick way to go to the store or you can cut through this yard and go to a store that way or you can go around the corner and all stuff and go to the store that way all these different ways to go to the store is different algorithms that the computer writes as a coder you're looking for the most elegant way to write that algorithm if you're following with me so far as we get farther into this system, we start understanding that these algorithms, or there was a lot of steps that had to be written to make this thing, these things work. Basically, a lot of zeros and ones that had to be written throughout the 
it, it basically allowed people to understand, like, hey, we have to make a more efficient way to write this information instead of just writing zeros, ones, then zero, 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 one, this, it, it telling a story through that. So through this system, people needed to create a more familiar series of coding that all people could use, like a basic layer of a coding language that everybody can start with as like the core and then build from that. And this is how the modern understanding of where we are today started. These basic systems were created as assembly languages or a language that we all can start with. The only problem with these assembly languages was basically they weren't able to scale well. So if you're like writing all these zeros, one zeros, one zero, ones, it's still not able to scale as well, as well. So you had to make another system that you could build off top of that assembly language. And those languages were the modern programming languages that we use today. So to get more into the modern programming languages, we start understanding that these programming languages, as people can just look into it and start really fully understanding it, can be explained in very, very simple ways. In the early stages of writing programs, people were just basically writing a whole bunch of statements and handing it off to somebody to write onto a system. If you remember the movie Hidden Figures, when ladies were just like, hey, write this up, and then another person would write it into a big machine, and that machine would go to tell the ship in the movie, like, oh, this is where you should land from the moon. That was like the vision of how a programming language, like those were like the initial understandings of what a computer was. The people were the computers. It went like that for years until um, a GUI was created. Now, and I'm, I'm jumping for it. So I'm going to make sure every time I say the word, I'm going to break down what the acronym is. GUI stood for Graphical User Interface. These GUIs were basically a way for us to visually have people write code instead of writing it down on a piece of paper and handing it to somebody. But you could be in one area writing the code and that person could see it on the screen and then that code could be uh, transferred to the computer. This is basically how we get to where modern computing is created from. GUIs basically allowed us to jump from just basically having this big computer stored into these rooms to where people could have a personal computer sitting in their, their house, per se, and, write, and writing these codes to help, help, them easy, help them have an easier way to display specific uh, uh, algorithms that, the, that they wanted the computers to run. When we start thinking about this in the modern code, we start moving into the next innovations of how people really was able to change the game when it came to coding. So, a lot of these programming languages that were built from those assembly languages were the starting of the coordinates that we use to today. So you hear a lot of these programming languages that all people use, you might hear them in conversations, uh, uh, Python, Java, um, ASP.NET. These are languages that people use to 
basically write the algorithms that we want um, us as a people to, to, to write into these, these systems that we are using to, to this day. So, boom. Let's get into the fun part. Because I, I, I even get bored breaking down the history aspect of it because a lot of times that history just helps us get a starting point so you can understand how the computer works. But the part where most people find uh, interesting is how did all this transfer to where I'm using today? And the best way you can understand is the system, this way of coding did not really become popular, popularized for everybody to use until the Internet was created. Now, what is the Internet? Prior to the Internet, if you wanted to... Write some, if you wanted to write a program, like a simple application that would be used on your computer, like a Microsoft Word or any of those applications, you had to go to a school, get into computer science, and then after you leave that school, you would get a degree. That degree would allow you to work for a company like Microsoft, and you would write these programs, like applications that would be sitting on just simply on your computer. Back in the early 90s, late 80s, the only applications people were really using were like word processing applications. It wasn't a lot of very in detailed applications until uh, Netscape Navigator, mid '90s, created a way for us to connect through the internet. You really, if you want to understand who Netscape Navigator is, and a lot of times people are going to be listening and try to think about what Netscape Navigator is, think about. Uh, Firefox. The Netscape Navigator is the company that we use every day now. With Firefox, we use as a browser. To um, they they are the ones who created the, the concept of the internet. The reason of them using it is they found a way to store lots of images that people were having in different. Uh, like the internet was there, but people did not know how to move from computer to computer. So what they basically took was the concept of the www aspect of the internet, which was World Wide Web, and connected all of these images that people had or information that people had into one central, central location from all these computers. That vision was really cool at the time because, hey, this was a great way for us as, to talk to all these different computers that people were already using, these personal computers, and they had a location you would just basically their CD at the time, right, and put it into the computer, and then you would be able to talk from one computer to the other computer, and then you would basically now have an area that y'all can connect data to. Netscape Navigator took this concept of the World Wide Web, WWW, as most people know, and they went mainstream with it, and people loved it. Funny thing is, at the time, Microsoft was one of the biggest companies that people were using in their personal computing. And Bill Gates actually initially did not see any value in this quote-unquote thing called the Internet, right, the World Wide Web, that he wanted to invest in it. But as time went on, just like anybody, they see a value in it. And basically, Bill Gates created Windows 95, most popular person at the time. And on the Windows 95, he put Internet Explorer on it, which basically allowed people to buy a PC, a personal computer, and then be able to just automatically go on the internet. They didn't have to just buy this CD from Netscape Navigator and just put it on a computer. So that just basically 
put Netscape Navigator out of the running. They they just basically went under, and where they were able to bounce back up by creating Firefox through that, and then also creating a language that most of us front-end developers use to the core today called JavaScript, which is basically the most used language now when you code things for any device we use. Now, we're going to get into the story of JavaScript, but just to give you an understanding of that, this is where we are to, to now with how the internet has created a way for coders to just go crazy with writing code. When you sit down and you think about where we came from with a computer itself to writing code to the modern computer to, uh, code writing to today, and then to the internet, we see all of these things that happen throughout the year. Your basic way of simply writing a pattern on a piece of paper from Babbage to a computer being a human writing statements on a piece of paper, handing it to a person that would write those mathematical information into a system that would tell you areas where you could do certain things in these algorithms or this logic to a, the code being written for putting applications on a personal computer to a whole world online being created from those same lines of code which allow us to have this information technology age that we have up today in the web. Now, how do we start with the internet and how important the internet is to the aspects of development and coding? Without the internet, a lot of the coding that we use today will be obsolete. So you have coding, which is pure backend languages, which are Java, C Sharp. These are languages that can build applications. If you think of what an application is, uh, something like Microsoft Word, when you just have to take that and push it into your computer with a CD, that was an application. Now, with the web, we can create these things called web applications, which is basically the same concept of what you would do with a program like Microsoft Word by putting it to your CD. But now these can be pulled from a cloud location, which actually can be now stored from that cloud location. You can pull the application onto your computer screen through the Internet, which would allow you to have a web application. Web applications changed the game. Web applications made it so everybody now wanted to fly the code because 100% of the stuff we use, it's not probably 100, let's say a good 90% of everything we do in our daily life is through the web. Now, what's the web? And we'll use, we'll leave that story for another time because I know I probably killed y'all with all of that information the background of the computer and how it and how we got to where we are but the next story on the web is probably what's gonna um really allow me to understand where you as as an individual may want to get when it comes to technology because for the most part the web is comprised of lots of things right and you just gotta know where you fit in so you'll be the most successful way you can be in because the same way a person can look at one aspect of uh, programming 
another person can look at another aspect of program. One person will hate that aspect of program. Another person will love it. And that same person that loves the aspect that you like would hate the aspect that another person likes. So you just got to fully understand what you want to do. So um, I'll leave that to the next conversation and we'll just take it from there.